Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mean Green Money Podcast, and I am your host, Jasmine, a paranormal, and today we're going to be talking about a bunch of things, the first of which being some new transitions we'll be going through, and then the next is going to be our main topic, which for this episode is net worth. So let's just jump right into everything. Alrighty, so first and foremost the changes we're going to be going through. And that is going to be the kind of passing of the torch, uh, is, uh, if you will, uh, from one host mentor to the next host slash mentor. And so I will be graduating this semester. And with that, I'm going to be, of course, what like I said before, passing the torch on to another peer mentor who will act as the main host and liaison for the Mean Green Money podcast. Uh, her name is Destiny Hunter, and she's going to be joining us soon, Her making her debut. But for now, I'm going to be uploading once a month instead of twice a month so that I can train her for the, you know, the rest of the time that I would usually be dedicating toward uploading a second episode. And so that's why you have this episode at the end of the month here for you all. And that's something that you can be expecting uh, for the months leading up to graduation for UNT is uh, a Mean Green Money podcast episode uploaded uh, at the end of every month. And so with that out of the way, try not to try not to cry you guys, <laughs> but with that out of the way, uh, next, we're going to start talking about net worth, and I found this really interesting when I was uh, kind of looking up the basics of it and um, going through kind of the the myths and the the not so known uh, facts about net worth and everything associated with that and building wealth. And I thought it was really interesting, so I was like, let me make a podcast episode about this. You know, it, I find it absolutely interesting, and so with. Net worth, I know for a lot of people, they equate net worth to, um, for example, like Jeff Bezos, uh, an incomprehensible amount of wealth. Uh, and so with that, his net worth is, of course, quantifiable, but, uh, you know, still incomprehensible, the, ma- the mass amounts. And so... With that, I wanted to kind of dispel the kind of myth where there's like a goal set in mind. Like, you want to reach a hundred million, or you want to reach, you know, a billion, or you want to at least reach just a million for your net worth to mean something. That's not necessarily the case. So, with net worth, there's no real magic number set to like, oh yeah, you're successful, good job, you made it, uh, congratulations, your net worth now means something. Uh, no. For net worth, it's more so. It's more so. What is your personal goal um, for the for net worth? To kind of give it a give more context, the definition of it is the grand total of all your assets minus all your liabilities. So, what if you were to sell all your belongings? How much money would you have? And then, how much money would you have if you were to subtract if you sold all your belongings? by the amount of debt that you have or the amount of liabilities that you have. And that is net worth. That total number at the end of that calculation is your net worth. And so it looks different in terms of goals, in terms of uh, uh, what you want to see. It looks different for everyone. And so with that, we can get into the examples of 
what assets are. And so with assets, those are things like liquid cash, checkings or your savings, property like homes, cars, boats. I know very little of us own any boats, but that would also be included in there. Anything that you that you purchased and is yours that can be uh, added to the amount of your assets. Uh, things like investments, valuables like artwork or home goods, uh, anything worth quite a sum of money, retirement accounts like 401k and others, uh, and all of those can be added together to get the sum of your total assets. The next thing that we're going to talk about is liabilities, and here's some examples of liabilities. Medical bills, legal bills, or any kind of debt of that sort, uh, student debt, credit card debt, really liabilities just for simplicity's sake equals debt. So how much do you have in property, in investments and savings, and in liquid cash? And then subtract that by all the debt that you have. So kind of imagine if you were to sell your belongings and then immediately have to pay back all your debt. How much money would you have left over after all of that, essentially? And so when it comes to calculating your assets, like I said before, this is how you're going to do that. You're going to list your largest assets, gather the statements for your uh, more liquid assets, then list the personal items that may be of value, and then add all of the assets that were listed after that process. And then add, the next step would be calculating your liabilities, which would be start with balance on mortgage or car loans, list all your personal liabilities, such as uh, balance on credit cards, student loans, and other sorts of debt, and then add all of those balances for your liabilities. And then you're going to subtract the total liabilities from the total assets and then repeat the process once a year to compare with the previous number. And then you can kind of gauge your progress uh, and you can gauge how you spend money or where your liabilities seem to be the largest or where um, which assets seem to be the most valuable. So here's a little bit more about net worth. So you're going to want to be conservative with the estimates. Money isn't about how much money you make or spend. Uh, wealth is more about how much money you keep. And so in reality, a millionaire's income is about 8.2% of their actual total wealth. And that's where net worth comes in because net worth makes up the rest of that number, if not majority of that number or that percentage. And so wealth is determined by how much money you're sitting on, not how much money is revolving when you're spending. So, for example, buying a bunch of status symbols like nice cars and, you know, nice jewelry and, you know, constantly uh, having the latest in fashion, things like that. That's all well and good, but when it comes to actual wealth, like the, the, the term old money, quote unquote, <laughs> that comes from saving money, from not spending money, from hoarding it kind of like a dragon in its lair, right? So that's what we think of, and that's what the actual definition of wealth is, is the, the not the money you're spending, but the money you're not spending. The next thing that we're going to talk about in terms of net worth would be 
what does net worth look like among certain demographics, which I found this to be extremely interesting. So net worth of U.S. families by income. So I'm going to list the income and then list the average net worth uh, of 2019, which doesn't seem fairly recent now, <laughs> but it is fairly recent in terms of um, uh, income in terms of statistics. So let's get into it. So families that made less than 20K only had 9,800 on average in assets. Families that made 40 through 59K had 92,000. 80K through 89K had 382,000. 90K through 100K had 1.5 million in assets. And so that's basically what it looks what it looks like in terms of assets to income. So you can see sort of the correlation there. And a lot of these graphs that we're going to be talking about definitely have that correlation. And it's really interesting to think about. It's really interesting to think about why that correlation is. And of course, with income, it seems a bit more obvious. But for the ones like age, ethnicity, education, it seems to be a bit more not vague, but it seems to be a bit more, um, the, the correlation is not money to money, but it's something, another, you know, value compared to money, which is interesting. So, of course, um, like the chart says, families that make less than 20K, uh, they tend to have a lower net worth because the less money you have, the less opportunities there are to purchase assets. And the, usually the less money you have, the more, or the less money you make, uh, the more uh, debt that you're in, the more debt that you accumulate from having to make ends meet. And so that's why the families that made 90K through 100K um, in terms of uh, income had an average of $1.5 million worth of assets. Now we're going to move on to uh, the net worth of U.S. families by age, which is which is interesting because, like we said before, um, wealth is determined not by how much money you're spending, but by how much money you keep and how much money you're sitting on. And usually the older you get, the less things you buy, the more you tend to save your money for retirement, things like that. So you'll see a correlation here in this chart as well. So for people or families or um, for head of households more so that are less than 35 years of age, they had a uh, average net worth of 13.9K. And then for families with the head of household who was 55 to 64 years of age, they had 212.5K worth of uh, in, in net worth. And then those who were 75 uh, years or older, had 254.8K in net worth. And so you'll see that correlation. And like I said before, the older you get, the more money you tend to save for retirement or just in general. It, it tends to become a habit the older that you get. And then the next one is net worth by race, which is the head of the household, what ethnicity are they? And so with, oh, let me turn this over. And so with white or non-Hispanic heads of household, they tend to earn 
188.2K and or not earn, but they tend to have a net worth of 188.2K. And then for heads of households that were black, they had a net worth on average of 24.1K. For Hispanic or Latino, Latinx, they had a net worth average of 36.2K. And for other uh, racial minorities besides um, white or non-Hispanic, they had an average net worth of 74.5K. Mind you, these statistics are from 2019, but the variance in these statistics has not changed very much from then to now. And so the next, the next one and the last one in terms of the charts would be net worth of U.S. families by education. And so this one is kind of more obvious in terms of correlation, um, or at least not obvious. It tends to be more, um, more explained, more talked about, less taboo of a topic in terms of, uh, correlating one variable to the other. And so with education, with no high school diploma, the average head of household had a net worth of 20.5K. With a high school diploma, the average net worth was 74K. With some college education, the average, um, the average net worth was 88.8K. And then for a college degree, the average net worth was 308.2K. So, of course, with that, we're able to gather a lot of information in terms of socioeconomic status, education, race, uh, age, and then being able to correlate it with net worth. And so that's why later on in the future, in the near future, we're going to be talking about building wealth. Uh, we've discussed it very lightly um, in terms of uh, the black community for um, Black History Month. We discussed it, um, uh, kind of scratched the surface in terms of what building wealth or what generational wealth or just uh, the economic culture in the black community is. But we're going to expand upon that and just talk about um, building wealth from nothing, being first generation. I think it'll be very interesting, and I think a lot of students at UNT will be able to relate to this, uh, including myself. And so that's going to be very in informational for a lot of you. And even for those who um, aren't first generation, even if you're not first generation, if you come from uh, a background where you don't know much about building wealth, you can definitely tune in and learn a lot about um what that would mean and what and how to start and I think the best place to start is with basic terms like net worth and being able to see patterns and being able to identify those patterns being able to know at least on a basic level what net worth is um how it how the myths kind of skew how we think about net worth and also being able to calculate it on your own I know for me personally, being able to calculate my net worth has made me very, very sad because <laughs> you're able to, um, it's actually possible to have a negative, um, a negative, uh, I'm blanking on the word, to have a negative net worth, 
right? Um, because for a lot of people who are in my shoes, i.e. just, you know, moved from home, entering college, took out student loans, things like that, those student loans tend to be, you know, unless you have it differently, they tend to be um, larger in amount than the amount of things that you own. And right now, the amount of things that I own is zero besides like my laptop and maybe like clothes things like that um so uh the debt definitely kind of mushrooms over uh, any assets that i actually own and so soon that will change of course because i'll be able to get a big girl job big girl house big girl car all that good stuff and so a lot of um students that are just now graduating they will find themselves in the same shoes as me um in terms of being negative in, in the negative when it comes to net worth but don't despair like we said net worth is kind of um, subjective it really depends on what your personal goal goals are so you're going to want to make sure that you're not um, feeling any shame feeling any um, uh, worthlessness over it because at the end of the day like I said before a million times by now net worth is very subjective and it is completely up to you and so now that we've talked about net worth, uh, it, at least the basics of it, I'm super excited to delve into more topics like um, investment in the stock market and things like that, because I think that these topics are just riveting, honestly, and that's that's my that's my nerdy uh, uh, financial peer mentor <laughs> vibe speaking, but I find it really interesting because this knowledge can help those who want to become entrepreneurs, those who want to be financially independent, those who just want to live financially comfortably and be stable. I think these are very important topics to talk about, and so you will find more episodes like this with a with guests that know way more than I do so we can have some riveting informational conversation and so with that that ends the podcast episode for Mean Green Money uh, for January and so I will see you guys at the end of February but don't forget to reach out to us should you have any financial questions comments concerns and you can reach us at our phone number which is 940 940- Three six five seven seven six one, and at our email, which is money.management at umt.edu. And I would say you could find us at Chestnut Hall 313, which is the case for now, but you will find that we are moving downstairs to where the Career Center used to be in Chestnut, and that's going to be on the first floor. But for now, you can find us at Chestnut Hall Suite 313, and I'll see you guys next time.